Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Taking a deep breath and letting it go, knowing that there is just this one, this one breath, this one heart, this one mind that is all that there is. It is the power back behind all things, the source of all supply. It is that infinite intelligence that is humility and compassion and love and peace and prosperity and newness and creation. It is all of these things that I call God, Spirit. But it cannot be contained by these words. It is infinite and eternal. And I know it, and I feel it, and I sense it in everything throughout my day. It is in the vulnerability of this leafless winter the gentle sway of a pine crown and that lone red-winged blackbird stationing upon the telephone wire. It is in all of this, this simplicity and this beauty that surrounds each and every one of us. And I know that I am connected to that one. I am the infinite in this finite form. My eyes are that which the divine looks out on to this world. My hands, so intimately connected to that one, give forth the blessings of that divine. This is the truth of me, and this is the truth of each and every person here. That they too are connected to that infinite intelligence that beholds all of creation that contains all those God qualities, all that wisdom, all that compassion resides within everyone here. So it is from this place of awareness and consciousness that I speak my word for this spiritual community here today. May the minor falls of our music team deepen you into that awareness of this present moment. May those major lifts allow each one to find their own resounding rendition of hallelujah. And I know that the words that are brought forth today are a reminder of what Emerson said, that behind every action is a thought. And I know that these words divinely guide us towards right thought, right speech, and that right action. And I know that in these moments of contemplation, those moments of silence in this service, that each one finds their own confidence to manage the coincidences of their life. And so I'm grateful for this, grateful for this resounding truth, grateful for this word, grateful for this community, and grateful for the law that always just says yes, just responds in the affirmative.
And so I give over this word into that law, knowing that it was done before it was even spoke. And I simply say, and so it is. So it is. Please join me in two minutes of silence. This whole month, this whole year, actually, we're looking at a theme called A Grand Rising. And it's an invitation to lift up a little higher, lift up a little, more, a little farther than we've been. In fact, maybe grandly so, yes? yes? Not a little tiny bit, but grandly, expansively. And so we've had talks so far this month that are a new dawn and a new day, and our talk today is it's a new life. And... A new dawn and a new day are gifts to us, yes? We don't do anything to make the new dawn happen or the new day happen, but we do get to participate, or not, in creating a new life. That's our, we, what are we going to do with this gift we've been given, of this new dawn of this new day? So let's consider a new life. After all, life is new every day, Yes? A couple of you knew that, but was this new for the rest of you? <laughs> it's only we who don't realize it. It's only we who choose to carry yesterday's life forward by thinking the same things, doing the same things as before. But we can change that, yes? Every day we get new cells in our body. 300 million, I think it is. Might be Bill. And we have the opportunity to have new thoughts in our minds. And I say that we have the opportunity. It's not an automatic thing, right? There's the potential we can have new thoughts in our mind. But most people, not you, of course, because you're sitting in a place like this, but most people don't actively pursue new thoughts or new ways of being because it takes effort. Yes? And it takes facing the fear of the unknown. Ooh. See, we know how to work within the life we have. And people reassure themselves with things like, it's good enough, or better the devil we know, instead of something fresh and new. And they continue to let outer circumstances and old ways of dealing with life, most of which we learned before we were eight years old, yes, to dictate today's life. I don't want to continue living the same life that I lived when I was eight years old. How about you? Huh? Well, parts you like, but I mean this old conditioning that maybe you made decisions of. I'm not good enough, you know, life is scary, all that stuff. So as we use the same old patterns to face our days, we begin to believe there are no other ways to live, and then that by itself is a self-reinforcing process. And so we strengthen the walls around ourselves, and then we think that those are the real walls, and we live within them. But we can break out. So why should we even want a new life in the first place? Because life, that capital L life, is flowing and expanding. It just is. Evolution is constantly happening, 
And evolution is always moving forward and always expressing more of the expression of life. It's probably just moving forward for greater expression, greater good in that life. And we can either flow with this trend or plant ourselves stubbornly in our safe little cocoon, our safe, familiar, well-known cave. Many of you have heard the expression of you know, caving. You know, like I want to just be in my little cave. And there's times that we want to just do that, and that's fine. We just don't want to make a habit of that, of living there eternally, yes? Because it gets stinky and old and boring. The problem is, if we do that, though, life eventually comes knocking. We need a drummer. (laughs) And in our souls, we know this. We know that there's this inner urge, as Ernest Holmes calls it, to constantly seek greater expression. And we have to struggle to resist that flow. We have to struggle to resist that expression. Last week I used the quote from Anais Nin, life never wore one out so much as the effort not to live. Yeah. 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 And she also said life is a process of becoming, a combination of states we have to go through. When people fa- where people fail is that they wish to elect a state and remain in it. And this is a kind of death. We, we get so far, we say, okay, that's enough. I don't really need to grow anymore. Some people, as they say, die with all their music still locked inside. And that's sad. And that's not you and me. I know that because you're sitting in a place like this. Because we're all about change your thinking, change your life, Yes? When we talk about working on ourselves, anybody ever use that phrase, I'm working on myself? Okay. What we're really saying is that we're doing what it takes to create a more, new, more expansive life. What we're really saying is, I'm shifting my thinking. That's what we're really doing when we say, I'm working on myself. I'm trying to create a new, more expansive life, one that aligns with both the flow of nature excuse me, with both the flow and the nature of the universe, because the universe is flowing, and the universe is for good, and that is the life that we're trying to expand more and more of and express more and more of through ourselves. Yes? So we can go down the path of transformation, which is creating a new, more expanded life. We can go down that path kicking and screaming, or more consciously with curiosity and openness. Having tried both, okay, I can tell you and assure you that the second, while it's far less dramatic and far less exciting, is a whole lot easier. The one where we go down working with the flow instead of the trauma drama. So how do we flow more fully? Let's look at two things. The first is listening. Listening to that divine urge, that voice within. Many of us have heard that lovely quote that's attributed to the the Jewish Midrash that says, every blade of grass has an angel standing over it saying, grow. How many of you have heard that before? No? Okay. A few are nodding your head, yes. It's interesting because the real Midrash quote is a little bit more challenging. It says there is not a single blade of grass that does not have a force in the firmament that strikes it and tells it, grow. 
See, we love our nature of rest and comfort. Yes? It's so much easier. But that is not our real calling. And so this voice within and circumstances without call us to grow. And we can, as it said, listen to the whisper or the notice the nudge. Or we can wait for the two-by-four or the Mack truck or the locomotive. We're seeing a bunch of Mack trucks and locomotive in the world today, yes? That's because we haven't been paying attention to the whispers and the nudges. The world is made up of individuals, and we can shift as individuals, which will shift the consciousness of the world. Right now, what we're seeing is the collective resistance of the individuals showing up. You know, anyone who's been in a 12-step program will probably tell you that they knew they should change their behavior, but didn't listen. Anybody who's gotten uh, one of those medical diagnoses, like I have, the diabetes thing, or a heart thing, knows that they should have changed their behavior, but didn't listen. Until the two-by-four comes along and says, okay, change your diet. And so we get a far more painful strike from above to grow. So our first step in creating a new life is to listen and to pay attention to what is calling me to a better life. What is calling me to grow? What is calling me to a healthier, more life-affirming direction? We want to be pulled by vision rather than pushed by pain. Pulled by having a vision of what I really want rather than being pushed by circumstances and the pain of that. And often to hear this vision, we have to spend some time unplugging from the noise and the busyness of our day-to-day life. Turning off the distractions. Oh, but there's football. Oh, but there's this. Oh, but there's that. We have to turn off our distractions. And being quiet and asking, what is looking to be birthed through me now? What is looking to be birthed through me now? What is calling me forward? What is it that wants to be expressed in through and as me in my life? And then we encounter the second challenge of moving forward, of creating a a new life, and it's because it's uncomfortable. Mm. It's different. It takes consciousness, it takes focused energy to shift into something new. Ah. Dang. Right, Buffy? Dang. (laughs) And suddenly the current life looks so much more appealing. Just eating, drinking, thinking the same old things. You know, I've I've had friends when they get the diagnosis of diabetes just say, well, I don't care. I'm just going to keep on eating the way I have been. People who get a heart condition and say, I don't care, I'm not going to do exercise, I just, I'd rather sit in front of the TV. People who are told that they have lung cancer, I don't care, I've been a smoker all my life, my dad was a smoker, my granddad was a smoker, I'm just going to keep on smoking. Because it's familiar and we know how to do it. And it's uncomfortable to change. 
even when we know that will lead us over a cliff. You know, this is why so many people fail with their New Year's resolutions, is it takes the same. It takes change from being the same. We shrink back to the same limited dysfunctional ways so we don't have to change, so we don't have to learn something new. You know, I've got a friend who's in the Peace Choir, and they're learning songs in new languages. You know, and it's just like I've got to learn a completely different language, five, I think, wasn't it? Different languages to sing these songs in. Are we doing something new? Are we stretching our minds? Because if when we don't, we prize comfort over all. There's so much in our culture that directs us towards be comfortable, be cozy, especially at this time of year, right? But unfortunately, the universe doesn't have seasons. Growth and expression is available all the time. And so we prize comfort over all else. We try to stay the same until it becomes so painful that we're finally willing to change. You know, interestingly, next month's whole topic is divine discomfort. I just heard a couple of you say, I'll see you in March, David. (laughs) (laughs) If we're truly going to have a grand rising in life, we have to go through a little discomfort. Not necessarily a totally painful, dismal slog, a forced death march. That's not what I'm talking about. But a little discomfort. Save those dramatics for the people who needed the Mack truck or the locomotive. Or are addicted to high drama, high trauma lives. You know people like that. You aren't people like that. Instead, we can view this change, we can view this newness as an adventure with curiosity, with enthusiasm, with love. You know, enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos, which simply means the God within. Theos, God within. Bless you. And enthusiasm doesn't mean necessarily a whole lot of noise. It means truly being letting the God within flow, being passionate about what you do. You know, most heroes' journey stories have times of discomfort, have times of doubt and uncertainty, times of longing for home, times of wishing they just hadn't followed that wizard or gone in pursuit of that princess or taken that red pill. Right? I can remember a time in my own journey where I wished that I could just be satisfied, I wish I could just be one of those guys who had a pickup truck, a house, a wife, 2.6 kids, a decent job, and my great joy in life was drinking beer and watching football. I wish I could just be that kind of guy. But I can't. I'm not that person. I have an angel that stands over me, striking me, saying, Grow! And being who I am, even when those thoughts came to me, I knew that I could never really be satisfied in that life. That's why you're here. It's because you can never really be satisfied in that life. Creating a new life is one of the most challenging, frustrating, rewarding, and fulfilling experiences, deeply fulfilling paths that we can take. Will you take that path? Will you say yes to some discomfort? Sometimes feeling overwhelmed, sometimes other times feeling absolutely in the zone where you absolutely know you're doing what's yours to do. 
you know, there's days in, in my history as minister, ministry, that I've wondered what the heck I'm doing. But I've never doubted ministry itself, the ministry that wants to come through me. Hasn't always been easy. I've got to put up with people like you. <laughs> which is actually quite... Which is actually... Right! <sighs> it's too bad we don't believe in that hell thing, because I could send Laura to hell, but I, it doesn't exist. So anyway. Yes. We're all in it together. So there's, there's challenges in whatever we do. In fact, we'd want that, wouldn't we? Would you want just a boring, you know, mediocre, no, no challenge life? No. No. But if you're doing what you know you love, if you're doing the life that you know is being called through you, those challenges are just small little stones on this huge path of being authentic to yourself of creating the life that you know you're here to create. And sometimes we don't even see that life. That's why I say listen and vision. We can only see a little ways ahead. There's a lovely song that says, that, you know, there's, that a friend of mine does that says, I can only see 200, when I'm driving at night with my headlights, I can only see 200 feet in front of me, but 200 feet is enough. All I need to know is what's my next. I don't need to know the whole where I'm going. Sometimes that helps. Sometimes we get that vision. But sometimes it's just, I just know the next step. And I feel the next step. And I know it's the right next step. That's the new life. So I invite you to take time to regularly listen to your angel that's saying, grow. Ask for guidance and support. Ask for that vision. Take that time. It will be given. That guidance and support will be given, although sometimes not in an immediately recognizable form. Yes. Sometimes we have to get a little down the road so we can look back and say, oh, that's what that was about. That's what was guiding me into this. Then we have to be willing to experience a little discomfort, the discomfort of letting go of my way in exchange for the highway, the higher way. So that's your spiritual practice this week. Listen and follow and be willing to grow. Are you willing to play with that? Are you willing to play with that? I want to close with a quote from Audre Lorde, who's a wonderful African-American activist. She says, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. When the vision becomes so big that that's what we're focused on, we become less and less concerned of, am I afraid? How are other people going to think about me? It's no, this is the vision, it's calling me, and I'm saying yes. Next week, we're going to talk about feeling good. New dawn, new day, new life. I'm feeling good. And that's what happens when we're in service to a vision. So I invite you to join me for that. We have an affirmation, however, for today. 
which will come up there eventually. Uh, no, that's Try the next one, Sam. There we go. That's okay. We have a new person doing our slides, and, and this is about what your third or fourth week. So we're get, we're being patient. Yes, thank you. And thank you, Sam, for stepping forward for that, and thank you, Denny, for 14 years of doing that before, and thank you for having the wisdom to create a new experience. Yes. So let's say this together on this new day. I create a new and outrageously wonderful life. I celebrate my aliveness. Let's say that again. On this new day, I create a new and outrageously wonderful life. I celebrate my aliveness. And so it is. Thank you.